Your impressions of uh, the minister's explanation in that press briefing? Well, I think the minister is definitely saying all of the right things. Uh, but it does strike me that uh, uh, the Deputy Minister Manana is facing some very gentle justice here. Uh, the emphasis on being procedurally correct and so on, it really is very gentle justice compared to the experiences of some of our clients at Lawyers for Human Rights that have been um, arrested and detained. Certainly in our prison reform program, they are not having the same experience that Minister Manana is having. Elaborate a little bit uh, what you mean by gentle justice and what were your expectations? Well, I think gentle in the sense that, um, as I said, they're emphasizing procedure, uh, they, they decline to arrest. They have uh, taken some time to do further investigation, even though there's a confession. And so there really does seem to be, uh, you know, crossing all the T's and dotting the I's, even though there is basically a confession as well as a video clip showing exactly what has happened. Now, we also hear the uh, question of alcohol abuse uh, being mentioned uh, by the minister. Well, alcohol abuse or no alcohol abuse, I think what happened still happened, and there needs to be consequences for that. Uh, I don't think that uh, the deputy minister in his apology mentioned anything about alcohol, so I'm not sure why we're talking about it now. I think the evidence is there and the matter needs to proceed. I am also quite disturbed to note that nothing has come from the presidency in terms of uh, dismissing Deputy Minister Manana as of yet, which is something that we are definitely um, calling for. If indeed Deputy Minister Manana does not resign of his own accord, which we believe would be the honourable thing to do at this point. Do you think uh, that uh, the Deputy Minister is uh, going to face the full might of the law as required and as mentioned by the Minister of Police? Well, we will certainly be watching to make sure that he does. And the complainant, uh, do you think they will get justice? We certainly hope so. I think that, you know, in terms of violence against women, often uh, it's, it's difficult to prove. The minister has referenced that, um, you know, sometimes these things take place behind closed doors and there aren't witnesses, whereas here we really have an open and shut case. There's video footage, there were witnesses, and um, most, most importantly, Deputy Minister Manana has admitted that he slapped the woman in question. And so there's really no reason why, why, why the matter should not proceed without any undue delay. Now, we have seen and had numerous national campaigns against uh, violence towards uh, women and children. But um, surprisingly, the number of reported sexual offences remains fairly constant since 2007. As a person that works uh, on uh, the coalface, what do you think is behind that? Well, I think that, first of all, it just shows us how cheap it is to talk. Uh, We can all talk about gender-based violence. In fact, Deputy Minister Manana himself has spoken a lot about gender-based violence in the country. And it's very different, clearly, from, from action. And your actions will always speak louder than your words. And there's really a lot that can be done um, to, to combat violence against women and gender-based violence in our country. And indeed, as activists, we are calling on government almost constantly to improve certain things, improve certain aspects of how we do things, um, and that often falls on, on deaf ears. And I think that um, when we talk about stats, 
it might sound counterintuitive, but we, in fact, want to see the number of reported sexual offences going up and not down because we know that we have a very big under-reporting problem in South Africa. And so we can't really trust the reported statistics. We know that there are women who are not reporting what is happening to them. And we want to see a rise in the confidence in the police, and we want to see those numbers going up. We want women who are currently not reporting to feel comfortable and confident enough in the service that they're going to receive to report those incidents. Reporting is something else. What about conviction rates? Uh, Do we have an idea of uh, the figures around that? We do have an idea, and the National Prosecuting Authority often speaks of a conviction rate that is close to 76%, uh, which, is, which is pretty good. But we must remember that we're talking about 76% of cases that do actually make it to court, which is a very, very small percentage of the number of reported incidents. And that's another way in which numbers can be confusing because we don't get reports, uh, public reports, on conviction rates at the same time as we get reports on crime statistics. So 67% might sound impressive, but it's not so impressive when you compare it with how many cases actually made it to court. Um, And in, in, in some instances, we can have as much as 60,000 reported incidents and only 6,000 of those cases actually make it to court in a particular financial year. And then of those, prosecutions are only successful in in, um, 76% of those cases. So it's actually closer to 6.7% of the whole whole number. What, in your view, will stop or to some extent kept gender-based violence? Well, I think one thing we definitely need to do is to end impunity. And that's why it's so important to, to take action against Deputy Minister Manana for what has happened here. Yes, he has issued his apology. Um, and be that as it may, you know, that can't be the end of it. Uh, it's not good enough to simply apologize. That is the bare minimum decent thing to do. And we need to see consequences, and not only criminal consequences, but we need to see our government saying, no, we will not have a leader in our midst who perpetrates violence against women. Sanya Borman, Managing Attorney of the Gender Equality Program at Lawyers for Human Rights, thank you for joining us.